Okay, one sec, me? one sec. Maggie? Yes. I'm here. Can you see me? I can see you. You've asked me that like six times. Okay, I want you to look up close at the camera. And you see what I got right here in my little fingers? I'm holding it in front <laughs> in of the mic. I'm holding it in front of the microphone you so you can see the contrast. Fingers. Do you know what this is? Can you see? Oh, those are my earrings. I got your earrings off the bottom of the pool. Oh my gosh, thank they you. They were all in the gunk and the junk, and but the they didn't get sucked up by the pool cleaner. I went diving in the pool yesterday, and I... <laughs> found them like immediately like i swam right to them as if i knew where they were oh my god i kind of did know where they were honestly that's incredible yeah. thank you so much for those of you who don't know what he's talking about which should be all yes. of you um <laughs> unless you were in our backyard when we were um when we were doing our last push in the pool video i lost both my earrings in the pool and we saw them but we were having trouble getting them and we had just changed and we had to go um, and so he told me, he said, I'll get them. And he did. I did. And they will be returned to you at a future date unless I lose them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, it's they're true. not like super expensive earrings, but it's the thought that counts. And I know they're special to you. What do you mean they're not super expensive earrings? Well, are they? Are they expensive? They were free. They were <laughs> they were gifted, <laughs> they, but they might have been. Expensive. You get a lot of gifted. You're you're big on gifted. Like things oh, guys, just show up in your life, which gifted, is pretty nice. It's I'm so thankful for it. It's so incredible. And I'll tell you, one of the best parts about being gifted things is being able to re-gift things. Like right now, That's even true. I'm sitting next to. Um, a Marc Jacobs PR package. Oh my gosh. Wait, I, remind me to tell you about that. But I'm sitting next to a Marc Jacobs PR package <laughs> with three perfumes. I don't need all three. So I'm like able to give some of my friends some. And I just think like that's yes. one of the most. Or some of your followers part. like you've done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. That was so fun. I'm going to get you your earrings though, because I know these are special to you and you are special to me. Um, but we're doing a lot of talking right now, right now, and we're getting dangerously close to starting the podcast. So I think that we should probably go ahead and roll the intro music soon. What do you think? Let's roll the intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. <laughs> you want to know something really funny? Yes. <laughs> so we're talking about giftings. Um, which, if you don't know, that's a big part of, not a big part, but that's a very, very cool perk that comes a lot of times when you develop a platform on social media is people oftentimes want to send you things for you to wear in your daily life so people, other people see it or you post about it and, you know, marketing. Um, and so that... People don't send me things. They just send you things. People and have cool sent you things. People have sent you things. Occasionally. It's it's very unusual and very special when it happens. Oh, my god. And gosh. I'm not fishing for gifts. Like, I'm not doing that right now. Although, but if you do want to send me gifts, I'm okay with that. Our too. home address <laughs> is... <laughs> no, but, but the gifting where I got those earrings that you just got, I also yes. got this cute little cup, which you can see here. Um... I got it from the gifting because I was I saw them. I was like, that looks like it would be perfect for my morning coffee. And so I was with my friend Mitch, and he was helping me. Um, we were carrying a bunch of stuff, and it was the last thing I grabbed on my way out. Um, mm -hmm. Two days later, or maybe it was that night, I got in my car. I took out the cup to admire it a little bit, turned it around, and saw that it's engraved with the name Lindsay. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no! So I definitely did you take Lindsay's cup? I totally took Lindsay's cup. Who's so Lindsay? I have no idea. And it's like freshly engraved, oh where and goodness. it's definitely like hand engraved, where somebody obviously was there named Lindsay, got someone. They had like fun different stations. It was a a Coachella gifting. <laughs> I didn't even go to Coachella, but it was a really cool gifting. Um, and oh my so they gosh. must have been doing engravings. And I guess I just took Lindsay's cup. And I'm really sorry about that, Lindsay. Well, I guess I guess you know who you're gonna regift that too. <laughs> There's some chick named Lindsay. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or when I'll you just... meet her one day, you're going to be like, I have a cup for you. But in the meantime, it looks like a really good size for morning coffee. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that that is awesome because it does help you with your finances and with the flow of your life. And that's fantastic. Um, and, you know, finances are such a huge part of everybody's life, especially for parents. And when you become a parent, you start to think about your kid's future. You start to think about everything you need to do, all the check marks that you have to kind of like make sure are covered financially and otherwise for your kids. And also like what's going to happen if something happens to you? How can you make sure that your kids are taken care of? Uh, and that's why we are so thrilled to tell you about this amazing company called Fabric. And this is such a cool uh, concept because it's financial services and products that are designed specifically for parents. The way they say it on their website is designed for responsible humans with kids. And I love that. It's like, yes, you're a responsible human and you just happen to also have kids and you think about them all the time. And so let us tell you a little bit more about Fabric. Fabric was built specifically for parents to help you manage your family's financial future like a parenting pro, stress-free. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Everything is on your schedule with Fabric because it's all online. Less than 10 minutes to apply and you could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Then just personalize your quote to fit your family's needs and you'll be set with high quality, affordable protection for your family. Fabric is fully backed by Vantus Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. So you can feel confident you're getting a high quality policy that meets your family's needs. With Fabric's online hub, it's quick and easy to track your family's finances all in one place. Get fast, affordable life insurance, create a will for your family, set up your kids' college savings plan, and even establish a rainy day savings fund. Planning for the future has never been easier. There's no risk to apply today. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Protect your family with term life insurance now in just 10 minutes. Apply today at meetfabric.com slash chaos. That's meet, M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash chaos to start protecting your family today. M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash chaos. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vanis Life not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. So yes, check out fabric, uh, meetfabric.com. And there is so much to see there in their dashboard for parents and a lot to learn about financial literacy. So you were saying. I had a really fun night last night. I heard, I heard you were going to have a fun night. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, a friend of mine invited me to, okay, I hope I get this right, but the LA Kings, it's LA's hockey team, um, mm-hmm. they're, I believe they're undefeated. I'm wearing the shirt right now. It says undefeated, so I guess that means they're undefeated this season. Um, mm-hmm. 
But at least at the time they made the shirt. <laughs> I've, they're going to semifinals, I believe, um, on Friday. And then they also have a game on Sunday, I think. And so they had a little party at the LA Kings, like, arena, stadium, arena, arena. Yes, um, at the ice rink, you know, yeah. all that. And so we got to go in. Okay. And we, uh, there was such good food. There was plant-based, like, kebabs. Mm. Incredible. Um, there was such a good variety of things. And you could skate on the, like, where they skate, where they play the games. You could no skate. Way. They had hockey pucks that you could use. We could go into the locker rooms and get this. Me and some of my friends were in one of the rooms just talking it up, and I turn over my shoulder, and I go to look because a few of our friends weren't there, and I was just looking for him, and I make eye contact, and it's Heath. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what the heck? And so, like, I walked over. I said hi. I was talking to him for a bit, and I realized Zane was right next to him, and I was like, this is like. Just cool people. It was just yeah, cool just, people thing. Just cool, good people. Um, so did you skate? I did skate. Let me tell you, it was a little intimidating because I think I, I'm, I've never been to a hockey game in my life. I think I'm going on Friday and Sunday, which will be really, really exciting. Um, and I, I think I'm really going to like it. I think hockey's really cool. But I like being on the ring. I think there were some LA Kings players on the ice because there was probably like, so like they were like probably s- there to mix and mingle for their fans yeah 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 there was a good it was it was also a really small event like kind of small but um they there were these guys in like la king's kind of track warm-up suits and those were the ones i think were probably LA Kings <laughs> players. were they big um, were they big guys who looked like athletes uh they weren't huge they weren't like crazy buff but they definitely knew what they were doing um yes. And so there I am, like skating, surrounded by people who actually really know what they're doing. And it was just a really cool experience. I had so much fun. Well, congratulations. That sounds amazing. Did you pass out? <laughs> oh my gosh. I <laughs> forgot about that. No, I did the not last pass time out. You and I went skating. It was one of your famous episodes <laughs> where you passed out. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. That we were was having so, such a good time. You were such a good. You time. were in high school, and we—I don't know why—we just started, decided to go ice skating, and so we did. We're doing laps and all this kind of stuff. We come back and we sat down for just a second. Did I tell you about this, honey? By the way, mom's in the studio too. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I'm dad. I, I'm uh, Dan, Maggie's dad. That's Maggie. She's Maggie Thurman. Hey. I and pass out of ice skating. Rings. Welcome to the podcast. We're really glad you're here. And so, so she sits down on this little wooden bench and just kind of passes out. Like I caught her. I was like, "Oh yeah, well, this whatever." Is, I remember you going to the bathroom. Like I sat down on the wooded bench, and then I remembered like you going to the bathroom, and I woke mm. up and you were there. Is Funny that not how, how I'm went? the hero in my own memory. <laughs> well, here's the thing: my memory is also a little bit <laughs> twisted because I did pass out. <laughs> but but you know what I do remember, and what? I wonder if you have this same recollection. Is that after that, I was like, okay, how do you feel? Do you want to just go now or do you want to skate another lap? It was kind of like, do you want to get back on the horse and like, <laughs> like do it again? And you were like, let's go one more time. Man. Are you crazy? We it's skated not a- like she fell down and you're saying, we skated like, another lap. Like, she I just didn't want out. her to associate 
like ice skating with passing out. Well, clearly, and I didn't because this... I forgot. Yeah. Otherwise, she might not have even gone to the and, LA Kings and thing. And Eddie was there, too? Or if no? That, if, we, if I hadn't done that, she wouldn't have had such a great time last night. Can we just, <laughs> you know, I am the hero. Okay. <laughs> no, we went, we went ice skating as a family at least once or twice. This was just yeah, dad sure. night, though. You know, I do like remember we, that. Yeah, we, we did a lot of roller I think we did, did more roller skating than ice skating. Yeah. We why the heck were you and I ice skating? skating? Why, why, why were you and I just ice skating? <laughs> you know, I was pushing for more like dad daughter stuff. Let's let's do some fun activities in between <laughs> my in between my speeches and travels, and and you picked that for some reason. Hmm. So it was great. And and Maggie's passing out. Um, it hasn't been happening as much lately, right? But you've um, it happened probably half a dozen times throughout your childhood I feel like more in than various that. situations there was that time at family pictures there was that oh, time yes. in church there's that time yes. at recess mm-hmm. and then the most recent one actually we already talked about on the podcast it was i think our second episode of the podcast um mm-hmm. freshman year of college, college i passed out in the gym and had seizure-like activity <laughs> 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 and that opened up a whole new a whole new uh experience <laughs> Yes, I, mean, I didn't mean to laugh at that, but that was no, 43 episodes it, ago. So it, it, it's a funny story. A lot of people probably missed it. Well, they can well, go back. They can go back and watch it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, and good luck at the game, and go LA Kings. I can't wait to hear more and more about that. <laughs> That's cool. I've had a really busy week. I had two speeches in Rapid City, South Dakota, two speeches in Chicago, Illinois. Mom and I went back up to North Carolina. We've been spending a lot of great time together. A lot of hang time with the dogs, uh, some disc golf, a lot of work, like a lot, lot of things going on, and also writing. Like every morning I'm trying to crank out more and more of my, my manuscript because that's due in like a month. And so it's just, it's, it's a little overwhelming, but, you know, it's kind of fun at that pace. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But I was thinking about something the other day um, when I got up and I had to sign some things. And I was like, have you ever noticed that some days when you wake up and you like write your handwriting is different than it is other days like your handwriting (laughs) have you ever tried to write something and you're like hmm i don't hardly recognize my handwriting it looks a little different today it's just a slight variation but is i thought that was really interesting that your handwriting goes through different iterations like when i'm signing books a lot of times I, i after a speech and i'm signing a bunch of books i'm like oh, my handwriting looks really good today. Like, it matches the signatures I've already put on the books really, really well. And That's so funny. I thought you said Sunday. Did you notice that your handwriting is really nice on Sunday? You said someday. <laughs> someday. Some days. Uh, I was some like, days. I don't know. Your handwriting... We should do an experiment and see if that's yes. really a thing. Yeah, some... <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I experienced that a ton. I feel like I've definitely had some days where I'm... Sundays. Um, <laughs> where... <laughs> I, I notice it looks really good. Yes. Um, but not specifically days. You have nice handwriting. Yeah, you We've do. been looking through a lot of your Thanks. older handwriting, going through yeah. clippings and your, your songs and notes and things you've left us. We've been going Eddie, through your diary. Um. And Eddie's drawings and, and like, you know, we've, mom keeps these kid files of all this material or all these like things that you wrote and pictures you drew and all this kind of stuff. And occasionally we go through it but looking for material for the so podcast <laughs> to share so and funny. kind of embarrass you and Eddie. Um, but we decided <laughs> not to include any of that today. But anyway. I appreciate that. No, I'm pretty proud of my handwriting. Like for, for a guy, I feel like it's I have terrible. very nice 
handwriting. When yes, I see Dad and I have this competition that we both think our handwriting is better than the others, and they're both of us have horrendous handwriting. I do not have horrendous you handwriting. Do. Honey, I have beautiful hand. I've been told I have beautiful <laughs> handwriting. I'll some of that on Instagram, and you can vote on. I've been told by I, handwriting experts that, that my handwriting happened. is strong and persuasive and I don't think either of you have, have terrible confident. handwriting. Oh, I don't think that? either of you have terrible handwriting. Um, you both write in cursive a lot, and True. so sometimes it's harder for people to understand because apparently a lot of people don't know how to read cursive. Um, yeah. Yes, or write I cursive. Feel, I feel like cursive reading it's pretty self-explanatory like there's only a handful of letters that are really completely different in cursive you know Mm -hmm. um that's but maybe it's just like a mental block because what happened was they stopped teaching it in public schools so when you went to private school and eddie stayed in public school they stopped teaching him cursive handwriting and you kind of persisted with that and i remember I remember starting to learn it in public school, and then I remember when the curriculum got canceled, and it was all like, oh, I do guess, you? never mind, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> I think I do. Um, it's kind of like yeah. every so often they say, we're going to convert to the metric system. <laughs> the metric system, guys. And then, then the next week they're like, ah, oh, never mind, it's too <laughs> no, complicated for you Americans, honestly. we're not going to do it, not going to do it. Honestly, but something that was like ingrained in us over and over at my school, the private school was in middle school, fifth grade, because I, I went there in fifth grade, up until seventh grade, because eighth grade went to our high school, they told us over and over again, they were like, guys, you have to write everything in cursive because your high school teachers, not writing in cursive is not going to fly. You have to write in cursive for every single thing you do. And then I got to <laughs> high school. I don't think any of my teachers required or wanted us to write in cursive. <laughs> and I was like, so much faster. It's faster to write in cursive, but it's uh, it's much more sloppy. I think. Yeah, if you're not good uh, or like yeah. pretty neat at your cursive, it can be a lot harder to read. But that mm. was also the same thing with in high school. They told us over and over again, you need to write MLA um, on every single one of your papers. That's how you have to like set it up because no teacher in college is even going to read it if you don't set it up right. Practically, I think I had one college professor who was like, you have to do this format. The rest of them were like, just put your name on it. I'll figure it out. What's MLA? MLA. We're both confused by that. MLA. Um, So there's different page headings. There's MLA, APA, um, which is like MLA goes, you write your name, um, then you write the class, then you write the assignment, then you write the date in that order. And then everything is double spaced, I believe. Um, APA is like a different variation of it. Maybe it's single space. I'd have to look it up all the time, but it's gotcha. just different formats for starting up your paper. Gotcha. Or but you know what yeah. you do have to do, regardless of whether you're in middle school or high school or college or not even in school at all, is you need to eat. And you need <laughs> to eat true. good food. And better to eat like fresh food. And mm-hmm. what could be better than fresh food that's delivered to your door that you get to prepare and learn about cooking and make these amazing meals and choose from an incredible repertoire of different food and different selections. And you can mix it up and try different things all the while. And so you know where that comes from. You know who, who provides that for you. Who is it, Maggie? It's HelloFresh. <laughs> it is absolutely HelloFresh. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping. That's money back into your pocket. 
Customize your favorite dishes with their new Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you. I think it's really interesting because my personal experience in HelloFresh, I've gotten more and more comfortable. So now sometimes I'll even take a recipe and say, like, I'm going to do something a little bit different because I, I'm more confident in my cooking. I I know how to simmer things and how to make sauces and like how to do different things. And so I can take more liberties with it to take the recipe they give me and then just change it a little bit if I want to. Absolutely. And yes, you've enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it. Eddie and Morgan have done their fair share of HelloFresh cooking. Um, the whole family is totally on board. And we think you should be as well. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos and use that code 16chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 16chaos to use code 16chaos for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. America's number one meal kit. Hello Fresh. Did you hear the dogs come in the studio? I did not. During, oh my gosh. During that ad. It? Yes. So we're having another uh, thunderstorm. We had this amazing thunderstorm last night that shook the house. And you know how Spencer, especially our dog, our Chihuahua, reacts to crazy weather. He just gets very frightened of loud noises. And uh, we're here in the studio, and it started thundering again. And so mom ran in the house to, to check on him, and they came in here. And they're Aww. much, much happier now that they're in our company. So anyway, in case you heard any dogs in the background, that's what that <laughs> was. Um, and, you know, that's the cool thing about Georgia, especially this time of year, is you get those those thunderstorms, the weather systems that bring this really exciting wild weather kind of in the mid-afternoon. You don't get that I, out there in L.A. very often. We do sometimes. I say what we get even more, or at least what I hear even more sometimes, is the wind. Wind can get crazy here. Um, but I, I've realized... I find it really relaxing to sleep during thunderstorms. It's kind of like a little a little sound machine. <laughs> I have something really cool to show you. Okay. Okay, close your eyes real quick. Close There's a lot eyes. of visuals on this audio podcast. I know, this week. I know. I'll explain okay. what it is, but close your eyes. Okay. Okay, closing my eyes. Okay. Don't open yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can open. Oh, my gosh. That's a cool hat. Maggie's wearing this super cool, cute blue hat that looks familiar. Why does that look familiar to me? I don't know. Did you have a Dad, hat like that? Guess yeah. what? I what? made this. No, you didn't. I crocheted this you hat. You crocheted a hat? Good job. I, this is a blue little bucket hat. I've known how to crochet for a while. I remember actually Aunt Wendy taught me. That was a really a really cute. sweet thing that she did for me um, because kind of learning online is a little tough sometimes because it's just harder to see. But I remember specifically Aunt Wendy taught me how to crochet. And that's something I will forever be grateful to f for to her. Um, but in high school, I was really good at crocheting squares <laughs> and rectangles. <laughs> like I got... I got doing the basics down, but I was basics. always very, very intimidated by trying anything more like set in stone. And I actually specifically remember in high school, <laughs> I crocheted some of my friend's bras because oh, wow. there was a book I read <laughs> where this girl was like, 
I think I think it was actually the Pretty Little Liars book, and it said like Aria crocheted her friend's bras for like one Christmas or something, and I was like, wait, that's so fun. I'm gonna do that, but I didn't know how, and so I, oh, I no. stapled parts of it. I literally there were staples in it. How? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just decided. I, when I was home, I took two of my crochet needles back here. I Do you remember, Mom, I asked you where they were, and I went to go find them. And I just sat down. I got I bought some um, yarn, and I watched a video, and I just had it in my head. I was like, I didn't actually think it was going to go super great. Um, but once I'm I got – very impressed. Thank very you. Impressed. Once I got the top done, I was like, wait a second. I can do this. And then – Throughout the whole thing, whenever I was around my friends crocheting, I was just in awe because I was like, no way did I make this. Like, <laughs> I, I've i bought Our bucket hats crocheted because they're so fun, and now I can cute. just make them. Thank you. I've had so, so many of my friends. Are you in, like, a crocheting club? You said when you were around your your friends crocheting. Oh, I brought it I brought it to the movie theater because I saw the Nick Cage movie twice because I had some friends who wanted to see it. <laughs> the Nick Cage so, movie. Yeah, so we were in the back row, and I was like, I'm just going to bring it. I actually didn't end up crocheting during the movie, but I brought it I just in say, case. How could you see? Did you crochet <laughs> was, while you, don't crochet while you're ice skating. That could be dangerous. <laughs> no, no, for sure. But if you get cold, you might need to like crochet yourself some clothes. Really quick, like like let me whip you up a scarf. Yeah, here you go, Mister LA Kings player. Here's your little scarf. My grandma taught me how to crochet, and I crocheted a belt, which consisted of I think four rows that were like what you know, like two feet long and then I sewed a couple of buttons on the end and that was my yep. belt. It was so lame. <laughs> but that's it's, all I had the patience for. <laughs> yeah. I did find myself getting impatient with this where I was like, I just want to finish it. Like I just want to see what it looks like. I think it took me four days. Four days. That's to cool. Do it. I'm super yeah, proud I of had you. Like nine when I did it. You know mom wants one for Christmas or for her birthday. I know. So, well that's what I was gonna yeah, say is I've had start selling them. On, I've you know. I've had so many of my friends ask me to crochet them hats yes, now. I'm sure you do. And number one, I don't I'm surprised you didn't make a TikTok with it yet. I didn't again, I did not think it was gonna go this well. I might do one <laughs> I might do one of me making another for a friend because I'm gonna do a crochet hat swap with one of my friends. Um mm-hmm. but but I told them, I was like, if you really want me to crochet you a hat, go to Joanne's or Michael's, buy some yarn and give it to me. Then give me six months and I'll, I'll try and get around <laughs> to it. And, um, and, watch, and suggest movies that you want me to watch yeah. while I make your hat. Yeah. So in keeping with the visual theme of this audio podcast, um, ladies and gentlemen, right now I'm going to teach you all how to juggle. <gasps> there you go. Oh, that was such so, a good tutorial. I, w- I want you to go get some mud. Uh, potatoes out of your fridge or some oranges out of out of your uh, garden out of your garden or roll up some socks uh or balls of yarn would be interesting Mm. now maybe maybe we won't do the juggling tutorial on this particular episode but you made me think of something that i always think about which is the basics um and it caused me to also think about if you don't mind me getting a little bit motivational the day of excellence so in rapid city south dakota where my speeches were earlier this week there's this amazing event that they do every year this was the 11th year and it's open to the whole community unlike most of my speeches which are private for the corporations who hire me or associations who bring me in this one's open to the public so people send their employees or they bring their team or they just go on their own because they're you know they want that kind of motivational or personal development education in their life and they bring in speakers there were four you know for 
professional speakers, including myself. I was the closer of the whole event. And everybody was great. It was a super fun event. 1,600 people in this amazing theater in Rapid City, beautiful area. Um, I had only been there once before, and actually that was the same area where I first learned how to... I, the first time I had an experience flying a small plane, kind of like planted the seed for me to be a pilot one day. Um, but what what you made me think about was a story that one of the speakers, Alan Stein Jr., told. He's a basketball coach and studies great coaches and great players like Kobe Bryant and Steph Curry. And invariably, all these stories go back to the idea that these guys who were undisputedly like the best in their categories in their at their times when they played they worked the hardest on their games doing the most basic skills over and over like kobe bryant started his routine his practice at 4 a.m every day and he said i went in there to watch him thinking like he'd be doing something really interesting and he's doing the same drills that i would teach middle schoolers as they're just learning about basketball. And you know, and he watched him and he had all these routines about he doesn't leave the gym unless he makes X number of free throws in a row without dropping and all, you know, without uh, uh missing and you know, all these things. And he said, Kobe, I'm I'm just amazed like that you are still doing these specific drills. And he said, Well, you know, that's why that's why I'm where I am. And uh, so his point was like, you know, it's about never getting bored with the basics and, and and continuing no matter, you know, success when you get down to it is pretty boring. It's about staying with the process a long, long time, drilling it over and over. Like Mike, Mike Rayburn um, practices all the time. And he had somebody kind of the same way told him, um, hey, Mike, I know the secret to your success. I figured it out. And, and Mike said, really? What is it? Because I'm kind of curious myself. And he said, <laughs> You fell in love with practice. Yeah. And I loved putting it that way because it's like, he's like, yep, you're right. And knowing Mike as well as I know Mike, I mean, that's, that's what he does. He's always, if you've got a guitar in a room, he's picking it up. He's working on something. He's playing. I've got Spencer. You can he hear just picked him. up a puppy. Oh, Spencer. I just Spencer. picked up a puppy. Yeah. He, he wanted to be in my lap. He's oh, uh, afraid I of the thunder. I need to take him out because he's panting because he's stressed. Yeah, mom's going to take him out. Sorry, guys. So take him um, outside, not like yeah, not like <laughs> not not go put him down. No, absolutely. I I totally get that though, and I've I've actually been listening to um a good bit of interviews lately with backstage does interviews with different actors. Um, I listened to the Nicolas Cage one just because I had just seen the Nick Cage movie twice. Um, twice. <laughs> I I listened to the podcast in between them too so I could I watched it heard about his technique and then watched him again and kind of saw him implementing it um and just like it's interesting to watch someone's performance when you know their prep a little bit but something in the most recent one that I was listening to this morning was this girl was talking about how her friends and family and everybody just didn't get it didn't get why she was choosing this profession where it really does entail so many no's and being told that ah, nope and working she said she was like she worked crappy jobs to like you know even be able to chase this dream um and she said she was like if you're not completely in love with it and like the love for it doesn't outweigh everything that 
is difficult about it, like you're not going to stick with it. And that's what you see in like really, really successful actors. It's they didn't book their first audition. (laughs) There were so many no's for the most part. Um, And so, yeah, it just goes back to like like loving practice and stuff. Like you said, I love that. I think that's so cool. I love going into like script analysis and and all of the little intricate things before you actually get to the other part. I think all of it's fun, you know, not just the fun part. And so that like propels you forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird because in some ways I feel like I'm just starting my career, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of speaking and writing because it's always a new experience. You know, you're always going up in front of a new audience and regardless of how many times you've done it in the past, there's always that thought in your mind of like, oh my gosh, I hope it works again. Like, yeah. I hope I hope this goes well this time, even though it always goes well. People, you know, I, I've logged a you're lot of hours. You're critic, yeah. Right, but it's just keeping it new. But looking back on my career, like today I had an email exchange with a new speaker who asked me um, a bunch of questions about like, the business and what's the blueprint for success and how do you go from this point to booking this number of engagements and like these really specific questions. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful. I'm like, I'm not starting now. Um, yeah. Because I think it's been, I think it's a lot different than it used to be, but mm-hmm. looking back on my success because it's like, wow, like I really, I don't want to say I've arrived, but I'm, I'm at a place in my career where people do look up to me and they're like, you have a track record of success and you've achieved these designations and you've, you've done these things. And, and I honestly can say so much of it is just not stopping, just yeah. continuing to show up yeah. and go again and not letting the mistakes throw you and ha- having the support of, of mom and all of her health throughout my career. And, and of course the whole family behind it and all of that. Yeah. But, also um, like, yeah. sorry. Um, like being able to fail, like mm-hmm. being able to fail and it not be the end is such an important skill in life. You know, I, like, yes, I, I think I know exactly what you mean. Because for and I've definitely fallen into this before with certain things where it's like one big fail and I give up on it. And I'm like, OK, nope, we're not doing that crocheting. <laughs> <laughs> I did that for years and now I've come back and, and I'm making bucket hats. Um, but yeah, just the ability to push through failure because failure is such an important part of practically everything, like getting good at anything. You're going to need some failure in there most likely. Um, yeah. I think that's such an important tool. Don't you think also that's why things like juggling or crocheting, it's like these things that, you know, on the surface it's like they really don't matter that much. Mm-hmm. They're they're great because it's a safe way to fail. If you drop a ball, it's like no big deal. You pick it up. Yeah. Like it's no one's going to ding your permanent career because you struggled with something silly or fun or a hobby. Um, and I think that, that that's where you often learn those lessons that then become repurposed in new yeah. ways. Um, and, and maybe when the stakes are higher in your life personally or professionally. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. So, um, and then after Rapid City, I went to Chicago, my hometown, yep. which is where I grew up. And, and um, I was on that part of town, the south. I was in the city, downtown, Hyatt Regency on Wacker Drive, right on Michigan Avenue with the Chicago River there. 
building is amazing, beautiful. I ended up shooting a weekly video there, even though I, I wasn't initially going to do it. I was kind of mm -hmm. underdressed. It was windy. It was late in the day. <laughs> the windy city. It was a windy, the city, windy city, right? <laughs> but I was like, I've got to do this. Like, how could I not shoot a video on this backdrop? Right. So, so I'm really happy I pushed through and knocked that out. Um, I saw some I TikToks in. too. I saw yeah. some TikToks <laughs> from Chicago. I made a TikTok with a Michael Jackson impersonator. I did that, and that was really fun, so fun to to kind of throw him some love. But um, also, just the memories were really strong, particularly yeah. with with Grandpa. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being in his city, and now that he's he's passed, you know, thinking about uh, all of the memories in my life with him, and the first time seeing the Tribune Tower, and like, you know, the Lakeshore, and then going to the fire department downtown and Navy Pier and I'm like all of this stuff's flooding back and it really did hit me in a very very interesting way a good way you know yeah. um, but also a very very cool way too yeah for sure happy yeah. happy remembering so we have a we have a question from Natalie let's Would get you be into interested it. in hearing it okay yep. cool um, and by the way if you're interested in giving us a topic to discuss, if you want to hear our perspectives on an issue or an idea or a question you're facing in your life, or if you just want to reach out to us and tell us what's going on with you or your impressions of the show, wholesomechaos.com. It's a really fun website. You can go there. You can leave us your question, and you can also check out more about us and some good resources for your family, and all of that's there too. Okay, so this is from Natalie. She, she says, I am currently a senior in high school, and I'm thinking about taking a gap year to be able to work before I study for my future career. Any motivation, tips, et cetera, for the adult world and how to get back into my learning routines once I'm in school for my future career. P.S. I love your podcast. It's the first one I've ever listened to. Keep up the Aww. great work, guys. Yay! So, so I thought you would be uniquely positioned to uh, inform Natalie's life a little bit, considering your young adulthood, your life in LA and, and also taking a little bit of break from your college education. And yeah, uh, what, what do you was think? the, can you uh, reread the last bit of the question, the tips for what was it exactly? Yeah. So basically like after the gap year's over, mm -hmm. you know, whatever gap year, like how does she get back into a learning routine, mm -hmm. you know, and, and get her mindset back in like, okay, I'm ready to gear back up for school. Yeah, that was so hard, even with COVID. Um, yes. Like, I feel like the end of my senior year of high school, I don't think I really learned anything. Once we were online, we were so out of a learning mode that when I got to college, it was kind of like, <laughs> both me and my roommate, we were like, um, I don't really remember how to retain information, um, which is wild. It's, uh, that's so wild. Um, you know, I think about that period of time, and I think that so many people were kind of on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Both the teachers, the students, we were all in shock. We didn't know what was going on, and yet we have to go through these routines in life, and you don't know what's important anymore or what's going to happen or why we're doing this. And it, yeah. was, it was a very strange time. You'll yeah. be talking about that time to your kids and grandkids probably, you know. I know, which is, uh, which is wild. Um, but, yeah, for me, I, what I found worked the best because I did have a – a pretty difficult time getting back into a learning routine um, in college. But what helped me the most was I've always 
been the type of person to retain better when I write it down. And so actually taking notes. Um, and if, if your classes, I guess classes probably won't be on Zoom anymore. But for me, when classes were on Zoom, I if I wanted to pay attention, I'd have to put my phone in a different room because most of the time my camera would not be on. There's no accountability. I could be scrolling through Instagram, doing whatever. Um, but if I was specifically there, I actually enjoy taking notes. So I'll be listening for things that I can write down in a pretty color to make look nice. Um, <laughs> and then my body slowly did start to retain that. Going to different places, like my roommate and I, we'd go to the Starbucks to study. And we, we kind of got in a routine of that where I think we went to Starbucks like practically every day because it was on campus and it was in our meal plan. <laughs> so we were like, great. Um, and that kind of got us into a routine and gave us a little bit of accountability for we're going to get this done this day. And we also used each other for accountability so much. We'd say, we're not watching Degrassi tonight until we both finish this. <laughs> um, yep. And so that's what I found really helped me. And also what I find now really helps me is I struggle getting out of bed so much of the time. But mm. if I just force myself to get up, wash my face immediately and put a bagel into the <laughs> into the toaster, <laughs> I find my day started. If I get up and grab my phone, I'll lay in bed for the next 30 minutes. Yeah. But if I yeah. like start my day with those same things, grab my coffee in my Lindsay mug um, <laughs> and get my day going, it puts me in a lot better place to be productive. Did that kind of answer your, it? Did that make is sense? Is your phone, yeah, I'm going to ask you another question, but first I want to know, is your phone next to your bed when you go to sleep? It is. Because um, I'm thinking that maybe that would be a better, this is unrelated to the question, but a better routine is to put your phone away from the bed, go to sleep, and that way when you get up, um, you have to get up to go turn off an alarm yeah. or whatever. Like I remember um, one time a, someone suggested to me, and this really worked, was to put your alarm not next to your bed, but a mm -hmm. like on your dresser. So to turn off your alarm, you ha actually had to get out of bed to go turn off your dresser, your, your alarm. <laughs> but my, my point was that would like remove the temptation and probably also make it easier to go to sleep. So yeah, I think you did yeah, answer the, the second part of the question. What about the first part? about the gap year, just, just a pros and cons. I mean, at this stage, having some experience in the real world and, and just living life and learning from living, mm -hmm. would you recommend a gap year? Um, it so depends in my mind. Um, because I, let me think, let me think. I think it depends on what you want to do if you know what you want to do. Because there are some people who from age six have said, I want to be a doctor and still feel that way. And so I think if you know what, what you want to do, I think, sure, go for it. Get into it because you might get into it and then decide, mm, actually not what I want to do. And then maybe you need to take some time to figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, right. But yeah, I think gap years are cool. I think you... Getting able, being able to get out into the world and kind of grow up for yourself. Like college, college is growing up to an extent. You know, you still have a lot of structure in your life. Uh, you still, most of the time, like you're on a meal plan. It's, it's kind of like someone There's else is feeding net. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get out into the world by yourself, you're going to grow up a lot quicker in my mind. 
Um, mm-hmm. So there is that pro, I'd say. Um, con, you know, all my friends actually didn't go to college. So I didn't have a ton of FOMO. Like, I was the only one who wasn't in it. Like, I have friends who aren't in school right now. I have friends who are in school. So we have a good mix. But I do know friends who all their friends went to college. And they were like, ah, crap, what do I do? So I guess that's a con. Um, Sure. Yeah, I think it's so, so specific to situations. And to the person. And to the person. Yeah, and, to the person. And how, how mature are you now? And, and what's your plan? Like, like if I wouldn't just say take a gap year to, to just figure yourself out and kind of like wander. Take a gap mm-hmm. year off to do something very interesting and specific. Whether yeah, it's maybe to travel. Yeah, yeah to travel. travel or to try, try a job or a career. Or, um, you know, there was probably a point in my life where I would have cautioned against a gap year. I think mm-hmm. my whole... Um, concept of college has transformed a bit during the COVID situation yeah. and and just you know not just not just college good or bad but just the cost value equation of it mm-hmm. in terms of the expense and the opportunity cost of your time in your most precious years right and so yeah. um, it depends on the person do you do you want that structure and safety around you or do you want to get out and explore an adventure and then the second part but I would say you know gap years in retrospect to me, would have been an interesting idea. I don't know. Like the, the downside of me as a parent would have been what's the likelihood that you're going to get back into education? Mm-hmm. And if it's important to you to get a degree, well, that, that, that may diminish a little bit or you might just have to negotiate that and work it out with your parents. Yeah. In terms of like, yes, I'm going to get back into college. I'm just figuring out exactly what I want to study and what I want to learn. Then to the second part of your question, I would say, you know, how do you get back into learning mode? Never get out of learning mode. Like make that gap year, like Maggie was saying, an incredibly rich experience where suddenly you're learning from life. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're taking courses that you decide, like this is my trajectory of what I want to learn and grow and do. And and I'm going to kind of like self-prescribe this course of learning about these areas, read a lot, you know, make, make notes, make journals, write essays. Like you could be like literally your own, um, uh, your, your own student guide and, and, uh, put yourself into that program. But I think it's really exciting for you, Natalie. And, and I just wish you, um, the greatest amount of success and joy and self-discovery as you go through that process. And thanks for listening to the podcast and letting us be a part of that. So keep in touch and let us know how it's going and what you decide to do. Yeah. Dad, can I just say, I'm very impressed um, with your opinions on college and how they have changed a little bit. Because I definitely remember growing up, and I was kind of a little bit the same way, where it's just like it had been so ingrained in me that success equals college. Um, And so I remember, like, the amount of conversations we would have, and, like, I totally would understand your concern about it. And I feel like we both kind of went through just a realization and, like, learning together in that as the whole world did with COVID. Um, And I'm just really impressed that – that you were able to like take in new information and like acknowledge new information. And yeah, I think that's, that's really cool. And I think that's a life application of what, of what you like speak about. And I think that's very cool. Well, thank you, Mags. Did my daughter just encourage me and give me like bonus points? Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty cool. (laughs) 
it, it took a few conversations, but you, um, well, you like, yeah. you, you definitely were able to see. As a parent, uh, there really is a lot of, like, like we were talking about with fabric, right? With meetfabric.com. Mm -hmm. Like, you, when you become a parent, you immediately have this idea in your heart, like, I can't believe I love someone this much. I never thought it was possible to have this much love in my life and love in my heart. I mean, I mean, yes, I love your mom, like, to the ends of the earth. And when you have a kid, there's just a different thing that happens when this is, like, the biological product of your existence and the person that you love here in a yeah. new form. And it's at that moment, interestingly enough, that you also understand how much your parents love you for the first time. Mm, yeah. and, and so it's like, oh, my gosh. No wonder <laughs> they were so concerned about me, right? Yeah. And, and it's like all of that comes full circle. So a lot of that gets, gets blended with fear. And a lot of th yeah. I think a lot of parenting mistakes come from a fear motivation of I don't want to screw up my kid. I don't want to limit, limit their options. I don't want them to go off the tracks. And mm -hmm. I want them to be okay in life and not, yeah. um, you know, I want them to have every ad advantage. And, and college certainly is, is one of those uh, structures and institutions where it's like, yeah, that sets you apart as suddenly there's new opportunities available to you. Why would I not want my kids to have that? And um, you also like know where they're going to be for the next four years. You know they're going to be taken care of for the next four years. Like you, yes. it would it makes sense. Especially to me. when you have a role in the selection of the college. Like that yeah. was big. That was really important. As Especially well. Especially when your kid goes to college forty minutes away from you and comes <laughs> home every single weekend. <laughs> yeah, or at Eddie at High Point. Like I, I like we were really comfortable with him at that university yeah. because. You we love the so college. Well. We knew the president. It's like they're, yeah. they're doing things interesting and they're talking about life skills. But but even before college, and mom might chime in on this too, but I remember vividly thinking, our kids are going to be okay. Aww. Like like the the knowledge oh, and satisfaction. Yeah, I totally knew that. Yeah, of knowing, yeah. like seeing your independence, your confidence, your creativity, Eddie's leadership skills among his friends, like being mm -hmm. able to marshal his friends into some video project where he just gets this idea, suddenly starts shooting a short, short film, and it's like, all right. You know, if kids get these certain skills, like, like how to communicate with their peers, how to lead others, how to follow through on their promises or manage projects, and like, like it's like, all right, regardless of what else happens, they have value in life that's not just intrinsic to, of course, you've got value as a human being, but you've got a lot that you can give and a lot that you can do that you can distinguish yourself from others who yeah. don't have those skills or don't have the confidence to use those skills. So, um, but yeah, I guess I had to let go of, of some, some of that fear along the way. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to chime in specifically to Natalie where um, I think it's important to to get some counsel from people who know you, um, from family and friends, maybe counselors, teachers, whatever, to to know whether that's really right for you. And it, why are you taking, why do you want to take a gap year? Because to me, I was like the summer between graduation and starting college, that was kind of my gap months there to go travel, to see friends, to go camping and do some some fun things. I didn't want to take a year off. Um, but I love the idea of going to college. I think 
if, if anybody has the opportunity to at least try it out to see if that's for you. Um, certainly if you know, like Maggie said, if you know what you want to do, I wouldn't slow down that, that momentum coming out of high school. If you don't know and you feel like it's just going to be a waste of money, then maybe, maybe you should take a gap year. Um, but I, I, I would get some counsel from people who know you specifically to see if that's really the right thing for you. Yeah, and yeah. even if you, even if college you don't is awesome. Know. Even if you take a year, you know, even if you don't finish, I did not finish college. I went in and I went for a year and a half, and then I moved and found that I had to get a job because I couldn't afford um, to support myself and go to school. So I went full time work and took classes at night, and ultimately. I just talked my way into uh, all the film classes, took all of the production classes and everything. Even though I wasn't getting a degree, the professor let me take all of the classes I wanted. So I got the education and I never stopped learning. I still take master classes and, and retreats and yeah, education on, on writing. So it depends on the vocation as well. I think ahead, education is, is more important than a degree because you can get a degree yes. without an education. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so, but I, I am very glad I went to college, uh, even for the period of time that I did, I don't know yet, um, if I'm going to go back, I, 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 I think I probably will. Um, but I, I do believe that you can get an education without a degree, um, and you can get a degree without an education. So it really just, it comes down to you. Um, and, but and yeah, the, I and the- Sorry, Maggie. I didn't mean to no, go ahead. finish. Go ahead. Well, I, was I, was just say, say, I... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I agree with mom that like, if you do have an opportunity to go to college, yeah. um, I think it is a really cool experience. Even if you don't go for four years, I think, yeah, maybe, maybe try it. And momentum is the right word. Like, yeah, I'm momentum. really glad you said that because that's the other fear of the gap years that you don't have the momentum to get back into it or, you know, mm-hmm. You lose interest. Um, what I was going to say is the whole notion of success and credibility that comes from a degree, I think that equation's changed. You know, I think that people really want to know who are you, what do you believe, you know, depending on the career. But we're, mm-hmm. we're all self-starters, business owners, entrepreneurs. Like, we go out there and make our dreams come true in the world. And yeah. And, and in, that, in that world, when I hire a videographer or when I hire a, someone to work on my team for a specific project or in marketing, I don't care about their degree. I want to know their results, who they are. Can I work with them? Do, are we alike on values? Will they deliver what's promised? Can I see samples of what you've done and accomplished? Yeah. And if you could prove that to me, you know, the degree just becomes irrelevant. Yeah. Or so less true. important, not irrelevant, yeah, yeah, yeah. less important, For secondary. Sure. Man, look at us getting all college on this podcast. We yeah, had a good is... range of things on this podcast. I like this one. Yeah, me too. I had a lot of fun with you. On episode 45, we're coming out getting close to a year. Wow. That's, That's wild. Crazy. Man, well, thank everyone, or I meant to say thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Or just thank, thank you, because you. you're the thank one listening. You. Like, yes, just you. thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We appreciate it more than you know. 
you can go out to our website to ask us more questions, tell us how we're doing. It's wholesomechaos.com. It's a cute little website. Um, so yeah, be sure to check it out. Be sure to subscribe so you can hear us again next week. Check out our socials. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to say check out our socials. Don't check out our socials. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can if you want, but you no know pressure. What? I want you this week to go and just do something cool in life, man. Just make something happen. Push yourself a little bit further than you have in the past and make some people smile, as Maggie would, would tell you to do. And just believe in yourself because we believe in you. And, uh, yeah. and we love you our, and our whole family. Eddie out there in, is editing the podcast and he's thinking about you and, and Shay's editing and posting <laughs> and doing all kinds of stuff. And we're just we thinking about you guys alrighty. all throughout we're the thinking, week. We love we're you. thinking about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, you Dad. Week. I love you. I love you both. I love you too. See you later. Bye. Bye. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. So, so these are kind of pricey earrings. You think? I don't. I don't know. They're cute. Are they They still gold? They don't stay on very well. Are they still gold, or did the water rust them? They're a little dingy, but they think I think you could clean them up pretty well. Whoops, I just dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to hold on to these until I see you again. I appreciate it. You bet.